Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area, beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Thursday, September 9th, day 2021, coming right up. It's the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 19. Don't you dare miss it. All anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. This Companion Chapel Podcast makes the Bible easy for you to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions, managing marketing, advertising, helping with the website, helping with this podcast. Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered non-profit ministry. Give it up for God at Companion companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com. Companion Chapel is located at number 338, side row 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada, N0G. 2NO. The phone number here is 1-509-706-8876. Come on out. Check out the Companion Chapel. Check out this beautiful spot that God has allowed a church to start to be built. Here we are, 1 Samuel chapter 19 and verse 1. And And Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, listen, son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. Nice guy. This is a nice guy. You know what? You you can't walk with God and hold the, hold the devil's hand. That's all there is to it. Saul's totally lost his mind now. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father seeketh to kill thee. Now therefore I pray thee, take heed to thyself until the morning, and abide in a secret place, and hide thyself. Listen, Saul, or, or, or um, David, get lost and hide. Because daddy's after you because he's jealous of you. He wants to destroy you. And people destroy each other with jealousy all the time. Not necessarily physically, but God considers slander murder. He gave Satan the one and only confirmed death sentence in the Bible. Because he slandered God. Because he challenged God's sovereignty. He thought he knew better than God. Be careful. Not to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. It's the unforgivable sin. As it's written, our Lord Jesus Christ said, Anyway, there's David hiding. And I will go out and stand by myself with my father in the field where thou art. And I will commune with my father of thee. And what I see, I will tell thee. In other words, Jonathan and Saul are going to go out and have a little powwow out in the middle of the field. They're going to have a little talk. And Jonathan's going to tell David what's on Saul's mind. And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father and said unto him, Let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he hath not sinned against thee, and because his works have been to thee word very good. He hasn't transgressed you. For he did put his life in his hand and slew the Philistine. Remember Goliath? Remember that guy, Saul? No one would go out there. You wouldn't even go out there. Well, David went out there with a slingshot. And the Lord wrought a great salvation for all Israel. God was with David. Thou sawest it. You saw it go down, Saul. You rejoiced. Until the girls started saying, David and his ten thousands and Saul and his thousands. Right away, just jealousy. And thou sawest it rejoiced. Wherefore then will thou sin against blood to slay David without a cause? Hey, be careful. Innocent blood. Don't sin again, innocent blood. 
Don't look at disdain with others. Do not blaspheme someone's character. Defamation of character God hates. It's one of the Big Ten. You're lying. If flyers were allowed in the kingdom of heaven, it would be nothing more than a new hell. So just remember that. You're going to meet your maker. As far as the affairs of time are concerned, we're all going to meet our maker like within a blink of a time. Like m maybe 10 years for me, 15 years, not even. I'm 55, 54 years old. Maybe someone who's 30, or you get a couple extra years. But as far as the affairs of time are concerned, that's hardly anything. You're being judged. All God's ways are judgment. So be careful what goes through your mind. If you're jealous or covetous of other people's stuff or things or people, you know, like Saul is here. This is a great lesson. All these happened. All these things happened for examples to us in the end times, as it's written by Apostle Paul. Okay. And so Saul hearkened unto the voice of Jonathan, and and Saul swore, "As the Lord liveth, he shall not be slain." Oh, he swore to God there. Now keep that verse in mind. Chapter 1 Samuel 19.6 Look what happens when somebody swears. You know, you can't walk with God holding the devil's hand. Good and evil can never walk together, hand in hand. The demon of jealousy eats Saul, and it eats him alive. And let's just keep that in mind. Keep that verse in mind. And Jonathan called David it. And Jonathan showed him all these things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul. And he was back in his presence as times passed. And there was war again. And David went out and fought the Philistines. He, David wasn't supposed to go out at, and uh, be doing this. He got demoted. Saul reneged on his promise to who could ever kill Goliath. And well, there goes David out. He's not complaining. He's not getting a lawyer. He's not going to HR. He's not filing a grievance. He's just going out there and doing the best he can. God's with him. And Jonathan brought David to Saul. Okay, and there was war again. And he slew them with a great slaughter. And they fled from him. And the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul as he sat in his house with this javelin in his hand. And David played the harp. Okay, so there's David just sitting there playing his guitar harp thing. The spirit, the evil spirit, the spirit of affliction. God knows how much affliction each of us needs to humble for the eternity. And when the Bible says God only chastises those he loves, and we're supposed to say thank you for the chastisement, it turns us back to God. And some people never turn back to God. They're just so stubborn. They just think they know better right up to death. And we're not talking not only the death of the flesh body. We're talking death of the soul. So be very careful. The evil spirit from the Lord. God allows it. God created Satan in the full power and beauty and wisdom. In the highest supernatural order, Ezekiel chapter 28. Then Satan, what did Satan do? He challenged God's sovereignty. That's what each and every one of us does. When we think we know better, when we look at the Bible and say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to follow that today. I'm just going to do what I want. You're challenging God's sovereignty. You're challenging God's governmental system. You're putting a nail right back into Christ's hands on the cross. Like what he did was just, you're marginalizing it. Be very careful how you conduct yourself, how you govern yourself. Make sure God is in the head. Make sure God is your king. He's your God. 
Okay, and Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with his javelin. Hey, what about that promise he just said in verse 6? Saul swore to God that he would, wouldn't kill David. It's the same today when someone swears to you. Ask yourself. Ask yourself when someone swears to you. Say, I'm a good person. Who are you trying to convince? I swear to you I'm going to bring this back. Well, why do you even have to say that? Who are you trying to convince? Trying to convince me because you're not going to bring it back. You borrow some tools or some money. I swear to you, I'm going to show up for work tomorrow. Okay, like, really? Why do you even have to say that? Like, why don't you just stand there with your lunchbox ready to rock? Like, why do you have to say that? Because you're thinking something else. That's why. Be very careful when someone says, uh, yeah, I'm a good person. Yeah, sure. I, I think 100% of the people that have said that to me have turned out to be slouches. And we pray for them. We pray they change their ways, trying to convince themselves, really. Who are you trying to convince? But he slipped away out of Saul's presence, and he smote the javelin into the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. There's Saul winding up. Like, Saul was a big guy. He was a big, tall guy, athletic guy. And I bet he could smoke that javelin through the air. It would just be whoosh, right into the wall, right at David's head. He's trying to kill him. He has murder in his heart. That's premeditated murder. He's trying to kill him. What David do? David's going to ask that in the next chapter. He's like, what did I do? What's my sin? Like, what's up with your dad? Always throwing spears at me when I'm sitting there playing the harp. Like, what's up with this guy? Okay, Saul also sent messengers unto David's house to watch him and to slay him in the morning. With, with Michelle, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou shalt not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. Like, conspiracy to commit murder here. And, and uh, Michelle's saying, hey, uh, old daddy, temper tantrum daddy there is going to kill you. Uh, so what she do? So Michelle let David down through the window and went and fled and escaped. Way to go, Michelle. That's a good girl. And Michelle took an image and laid it in the bed and put a pillow of goat's hair for a bolster and covered it with a cloth. So she made it look like uh, little, da or not little David, but David's laying there in bed. Okay. So she just fluffed up the blankets and stuff. May it look like someone's still laying there. Meanwhile, you know, David booked it out the window, thanks to Michelle. And when Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, he's sick. And yeah, I, he is sick. She's not being a liar. Because this would make anybody sick. Having to run out of bed in the middle of the night. Because daddy-in-law, who's a, who's a liar trying to kill him, a jealous person trying to kill him, yeah, that would make anybody sick. So no, um, Michelle wasn't lying. Of course he's sick. Yeah, he booked it out of there. 15. And Saul sent the messengers again to see David. Bring him up Bring him up to me in the bed that I may slay him. Yeah, I want to cut his head off right in bed there. Thanks, Dad. What, what do you think Michelle would say? Gee, Dad, that's nice. You're doing that to my husband? 18. And when the messengers were come in, behold, there was an image in the bed with a pillow of goat's hair for a bolster. Okay. They bust right in. They just bust right in. They just push Michelle aside. Get out of the way. This, what's this sound like? They bust right in like police forces worldwide today. No care about justice. They're just fueled by hatred to convict. They don't care about the human family, but what's right and wrong. The cops today are out of control. There's no doubt about it worldwide. Just, just out of control. 
And look what happens. Here's the cops. These are Saul's cops. Saul's little special forces police force. Bunch of bullies. Here, let's just boot the door in. We're going to go right upstairs. Hey, do you got a warrant for his arrest there, Saul? Who cares? Hey, cop, do you got one? No. Just going to kick the door in. We're going to make up some charges. In fact, we're going to kill this guy. And and cops, you know what's written for cops in Luke chapter 4, I think it is. Don't bring false witness upon people. Don't cake the charges on. Listen, if you're a criminal and you break the law, okay, thank the cop. Okay, cop, you're doing your job. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have a job, copper. All right, so go to jail, do your time, and get out, and don't do it again, because God says obey civil law. So pull yourself together, criminal. But copper, you. Don't put up false charges. When you cake the charges on and make stuff up, you're a liar. And you're not allowed in the kingdom of heaven. We pray for you. Like, what do you get from that? I've never seen such egotistical cops in my life. Out of control police force up here. Sogging Shores cops. Just out of control. They just charge people for anything and just cake it on. A woman hit a curb while she's driving her kids to daycare. So what? You hit a curb. So that, so they arrested her and took her in to see if she was drunk. No, she wasn't drunk. She passed all the sobriety tests. And then they charged her with careless driving. She, she, she didn't get a flat tire. She brushed up against the curb. This is, I don't know why I'm on that. I guess that's a hot item up here. And the police force up here is just out of control. And what, what else is new? Who cares? Just avoid them. Yeah, we... we, we uh, we respect the police because there would be anarchy otherwise, but there has to be a counterbalance. You have to be an honest cop. Like Jesus Christ is watching you. You're being judged. When you guys cake on charges and do things like this, just bust in and lie and go in and try and kill somebody's character or slander them or, or charge them with things like just cake on the charges. When you're lying, God's watching you. You're going to lose your spot in heaven, copper. I love you, but I hate what you're doing when you act like that. Like, let's look at George Floyd. Look at George Floyd. If, if a human being says, I can't breathe, and the other human being is res who is responsible for that, knee on neck, cop, I'm not going to say your name because I never want to acknowledge you because I don't like you. When he says... I can't breathe. And then you don't do anything about it. You're premeditating in your mind. You're making a conscious decision. I don't care that this my fellow human being can't breathe. I don't care. This person of my human family with my knee on your neck, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't care. There's cops all over the place. The guy's handcuffed. Where's he going to go, man? Seriously. Can't breathe. Uh... I don't care. Enter, enter lawyers, the lowest of all carnal flesh, lawyers. That's premeditated murder. That's God's law. You thought about it. It was brought to your attention. This guy can't breathe. You didn't care. You just made him so he couldn't breathe and he died. That's premeditated murder. That's a death sentence from God. What's he get? 15 years or something? Like, Give me a break. Give me a break. Prison justice. Prison house justice. Do it. Okay, let's go on here. Uh, so Michelle let David down, and Saul said unto Michelle, Why hast thou deceived me so, and sent away my enemy that he's escaped? Saul exposes himself like the political phonies and the phony cops and lawyers today. Puts my Michelle in danger here. 
And Michelle said to Saul, her daddy, he said unto me, let me go. Why should, why should I kill thee? This is it in the Hebrew. It says, what, like what I deserve that this guy's going to kill me. So David fled and escaped and came to Samuel and Ramah. Way to go, David. Go up to where the priest is, the high priest, Samuel, the prophet. And he told him all that Saul had done. And he and, he and Samuel went and dwelt in Naoth. And Naoth was the college for prophets. So there we go. Let's go down to the college where all the prophets are, where God is there. And it was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is at Naoth in Ramah. That's, you know why? Because David's a celebrity. Everybody knows David. When they were singing the song, like David's famous. Okay? And that's why it's, it's hard for him to hide. And let's watch some divine intervention go on here. And Saul sent messengers to take David. And when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing and appointed over them, the Spirit of God was upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. The Spirit of God, the holy force of God, the Holy Spirit is the force of God, the invisible force that is only seen through its manifestations. These manifestations are both seen externally to mankind and internally within the individual. Check it out right here. It happened. It happens all the time today. And when it was told Saul, he sent another. He sent other messengers, and they prophesied likewise. You know what prophesied means? It means to learn the Bible. It means that you can. The spirit of prophecy is our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the intellect of the sacred testimony. That's what it means. You get the Bible in you so that you understand it. A lot of people think prophecy means saying something new. Well, uh, it stopped at Revelation chapter 20, uh, was it chapter 22, verse 21. There's nothing new. God's got nothing more to say. This little book, a measly little 700 pages that nobody seems to want to read. Which is insane. You read it, but it says right in there many times, you have to find a remnant of truth. You have to find a remnant of truth. I'm going to give certain people the key of David. And he gave me the key of David. Thank you very much, God. I'm trying to do my best. Please help me. And when it was told Saul, he sent more messengers. And they prophesied likewise. And Saul sent messengers a third time. Hey, he's not giving up here. This guy is fueled by hate. It is an extremely strong force. Hate and jealousy. Those are extremely strong demons. And when they leave you, it's, it's a big deal to get them out of you. Like they will hang on to the bitter end. And it's hard to get rid of them. You have to humble in all humility to the Lord Jesus Christ. Only he can kick those demons out of you. 22. Then went he also to Ramah. Hey, Saul's going to come himself. And came to a great wall that is Sheku, that's the watchtower. And he asked and said, Where's Samuel and David? And said, Behold, they be in Neoth, they're at college, uh, Saul. And he went thither to Neoth in Ramah, and that's where Samuel lived, by the way. And the Spirit of God was upon him also, and he went on and prophesied until he came unto Neoth in Ramah. And what is this again? It's divine intervention. And he stripped off his clothes. Here you go. And what did I just finish saying? If you want to get rid of that spirit, you have to humble in all humility to the Lord. You have to confess your sins to the Lord. There's nothing hid that shall not be revealed. You have to confide in the Lord or you can't abide in the Lord. You have to have unadulterated belief in the Lord or you'll have no relief. Look what Saul was going through, fueled by hatred and jealousy. It's killing him. Hate eats you up from inside. 
You have to seek out the Lord, inquire of the Lord to understand the Lord or you cannot stand. And you have to trust the Lord or you will not be trusted. Thank you, Isaiah, for giving me that last bunch of lines. 24. And he stripped off his clothes also and prophesied before Samuel in like manner and lay down naked all day. And naked doesn't mean like in your, uh, you know, with your stuff hanging out. It just means down to your undergarments, okay? All day. So he, he took off his king's stuff and his armor and all that stuff. And he humbled himself. And all that night, where four people around were saying, Is Saul also among the prophets? Like, is Saul a prophet now too? Like Saul, Saul humbled himself, divine intervention, and let the divine intervention of the Lord work in you, that invisible force, the Holy Spirit that is only seen through its manifestations. And people say to me, what do you mean? I'll, I'll tell you, it's a miracle. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is this divine invisible force. It always represents that invisible force that is only seen through its manifestations. Look at Saul. These manifestations are both seen externally to mankind and internally to the individual. They come through as signs, wonders, miracles. Miracles. The life-changing results to recognize and utilize your unique gift of God's given talent to you when you go and you dedicate your life to the Lord. I want to thank you very much for listening. My name is Mike. This is The Companion Chapel. Please email me at thecompanionchapel at gmail.com. This podcast is only possible through your donations. Please help out a little bit, whatever you can help out with. I have to go to the grocery store too. I study for eight hours a day, bring this podcast to you, then I try and go teach the Bible in town. Uh, come on out to the Bible study. It's on Mondays and Thursdays, downtown Paisley, Ontario, Canada, at number 543 Queen Street South. That's right on the main street of uh, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. In the old Thompson Furniture Store, come meet my friend George. And we also have Bible studies going on up at the Evangelical Church in Paisley, Ontario, Canada, on Bella Calava Street, with my new best friend, none other then Pastor Zach, I forget his last name at the moment, but it doesn't matter. Pastor Zach, and we're just having a great time up there teaching the Bible, prophesying God's sacred word. I want to thank you very much for listening. Please help promote this podcast, share this podcast, get involved with this podcast. Come on out here and be my co-host for this podcast. We can film this together. Whatever you want to do, whatever you, my spot and the many member body of Christ is, whatever your spot is, let's fulfill it. Let's be pleasing to the Lord. Let's give the Lord joy and let's glorify, help magnify, broadcast God's saving word. I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself the greatest day. God bless you. Bye for now.